0: We'll begin reading in verse 16, uh, down through verse 21. Do you there? Say amen. Amen. Now behold, one came and said to him, good teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? So he said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good but one, and that is God. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. He said to him, which ones? Jesus said, you shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and your mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, all these things I have kept from my youth. What do I still lack? Jesus said to him, if you want to be perfect, go, sell what you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. Pray with me father i thank you this morning god for your truth that reigns forever father i pray that you would help us lord as we begin this series of stewardship god we aim and we desire to be a people that will honor you with the way that we handle the resources that you have given us you required of us to be good stewards God, we understand, God, that you reward stewardship. And God, I pray this morning that we would all learn something today from the Spirit of God, from the throne of God, that would transform the way we think about money. God, I pray that every person under the sound of my voice, if they're not free, that at the conclusion of this series, that there would be a kind of freedom that will release us into the full joy of God in this earth while we're serving you with the things that you have given us. Father, we are too blessed to be stressed. And I pray, God, that everyone would understand that and lay hold of that and walk in our true destiny and walk in that which you have ordained for the church. We thank you for it in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated in God's presence. Um, We're beginning a brand new series and I am very excited about it. And we're gonna be talking about stewardship, uh, mainly and precisely, uh, we're going to be uh, talking about uh, money. Um, there's probably, and I can say this from experience, there's probably, outside of the subject of hell, uh, nothing else in the Bible that tends to make us a little bit more uncomfortable than we when we start talking about money, especially when there's a preacher from the pulpit uh, talking about it. But the reason why we have to talk about money is because money has everything to do with discipleship. Money covers every area of your life. How do you know that there have been many divorces because of money? Many people who have are struggling today relationally because of money. Many people are stressed and unhappy because. Of money. Their thinking is, how am I going to make it? How am I going to get through? How am I going to make it over to the other side? And so, so much of our society has, has this concept. We, we, we live on a 110%, which means that we're overstretched. We're above where we need to be. We're out of bounds. And when we become out of bounds, it has a tendency to frustrate everything else in our life. And so when the preacher stands up and he says something about giving or something about tithing, there's something inside of your soul that's kind of a uh, resistance. Not because you don't love God. Not because you don't want to give to God. Because you find yourself in a situation where you really can't. This message is not about just tithing or this series, but some of you have already thunk, thinking in your mind, oh, pastor's gonna badger me. Pastor's gonna try to manipulate you. Pastor is gonna try to uh, force you. This is a message about stewardship. It's a series about stewardship. God is concerned about every aspect of your life. And that includes your money. You must understand that, that that Jesus spent an awful lot of time. And some of you may be surprised to, to know this. But some of you who know your Bible, you study the Bible, probably Jesus talked about money more than anything else. Than hell and heaven combined. Every one of his parables, Jesus spoke almost 40 parables. Overwhelmingly, half of them has to do with money has to be with possession, has to do with resources. I'll give you an example. You know the parable about the peril of great price, the lost coin, the silver talents. Jesus talked about the prodigal son that has squandered all of his inheritance. These are parables. He talked about Lazarus and the rich man. He talked about the day laborers in the vineyard. He talked about the widow and the two coins. He talked about Caesar's taxes. And yes, he even talked about the rich man. He talked about Zacchaeus and the tax collector. However you split it, when you study the Bible, what you will discover time and time again is that Jesus is always referring to money and possessions. Why? Because there is a connection between faith and the things that you have. You must understand that reality. So, when we come into the kingdom of God, God comes to rearrange our entire life. Amen. Amen. He doesn't just come, you know, and, and you know, and, and you know. Here's the thing, and, and I understand this because I had to get delivered from a demon. Tell you say, Oh, pastor, Oh, yeah, I had a demon that made me somewhat, over the years, I have discovered that I was just a little bit uneasy about talking about money, mainly because I didn't want nobody to get upset. I didn't want nobody to get offended. I didn't want nobody to think that the preacher is just trying to get your money. Let me tell you something, the preacher is not just trying to get your money. I realized that what I have been doing is depriving you in order to get you set free because money controls every aspect of your life. Every aspect, you can't get around it Some of you came into these doors, you're in debt over your head, you're unhappy and you don't know what to do and some of you have even gone so far that you heard the preacher say tithe and you tithe but yet you still find yourself in a situation where you can't pay your bills, you can't meet your obligations and you're still struggling and you don't know what's wrong. Here's the problem. God rewards stewardship. You must understand that. It's, it's not about, it's no gimmick. I'm not a gimmick pastor. I'm not here to just gimmick you. I'm not here to just, listen, if I was here to just shake your wallet, I would just stand up here and just say, give, give, give. No, I'm talking about stewardship as a whole. How do you handle not just the 10%, Because some of you who tithe, you might have a little pharisaical spirit if you don't watch it. Well, I give my 10% you look down on everybody else. Well, then you must understand that God just don't own the 10%. God owns it all. Preacher, you can talk a little bit about my sin. Oh, you can tell me a little bit about how I need to get right with other folk. Oh, Pastor, you can encourage me, or you can teach me a couple of real neat, nice nice Bible studies. Pastor, that's good. But but, but don't go messing with my money. Stay back. Watch it now. Watch it, Pastor. Now, 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 you've gone too far. You're supposed to be just dealing with my spirit. (sighs) I am free today to help you. If your heart is right you will get delivered. I'm going to lead us on a pathway with the word of God to financial freedom, but not the way in which you think. This is not about gimmick. Some of you gotta be honest, it took you some years to get into the hole that you're in. It's probably gonna take somewhere close to that to get out. Probably. But here's the thing. I heard a preacher say the other day that, 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 that he gave the analogy of turning this thing around. And, and he, said, he said, tell your neighbor, I'm about to turn this thing around. In other words, I'm about to get into your lane, and I'm about to turn this big thing around. I'm going to start going in a whole different direction. you got to start somewhere. You can't keep doing the same old thing and expecting a different result. God is a businessman. Jesus talked more about money than he even talked about hell. He's a businessman. He he is wise. He expects his kids to handle what he gives us, with wisdom. And so here's what we do. We come into the kingdom and we do everything right. We, we try to live our life right. But when it comes to the money, we take, bring the same worldly concept from the world into the church. And then there's no change. You know why the comfortable is the country is comfortable being $16 trillion in debt because the people are comfortable being $16 trillion in debt. The government represent the people. But it's not the will of God. It is not the will of God that we have to beg people by doing chicken dinners so that we can fund the work of God. It is not the will of God that we got to go beg the world to let us come in and use their building so we can have worship service. The devil is a liar. We need to go bigger than that. What he's saying to us? Amen. So, so we're we're supposed to be above and not beneath. The world should be coming to us. Jesus said, how can I entrust you with the true riches if you can't handle the stuff that I give you here? We are supposed to be the light of the world, and that means our finances. And so so we have to deal with this issue because it's where we live, and it's where the enemy have much of us in bondage to the point that we cannot do the things that God wants us to do. We can't do it. And it, it, let me tell you something, it is a travesty when the people of God live their way. Let me tell you something, it is, boy, let me tell you something. Our, our goal is to get us free, all of us. Because I, I know I got big dreams, I got big visions for where I want to take this church. But here's the thing that we can't do it if God's people are in bondage. It ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. And listen, I'm not going to sit here and just tell you to give without telling you. How to use the rest of the money that God gave you. Everybody, listen to me. We don't have per se so much of a, I need more. We have a management problem. (laughs) We live out of bounds. We live outside of our means. And when you live outside of your means, how many know that it brings all kinds of problems? And so now we need to, somebody look at the neighbor and say, turn this thing around. That means you got to think differently. We're going to turn this thing around today. We're going to turn it around. Now, let's look at, uh, look at Psalm chapter 24, verse number 1. I knew the devil was going to be mad and try to mess with this. Because he don't want you to get free. Because this is where you live. And you know what? And my whole thing of it is, is you know what I told you I got delivered from a demon? <laughs> I'm delivered. Jesus was bold when it came to these things. And we need to be bold and we need to speak truth and we need to walk in it, amen? How many of you want to be free? Here we go. The first point that you got to understand is this. God is the owner of it all. Say that with me. God is the owner of it all. One more time. God is the owner of it all. Now, now that is big. Because everybody will say, oh, God, I, I know God on it all. But, 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 you know, the knowing is in how you're doing with what you got. It's one thing to say I know. It's another thing to say I'm doing and I'm showing you that I really believe that God is the owner of it all. Because until you come to, listen to me, people, please listen to my heart. Until we come to a place where we realize that God owned it all, everything else I say to you won't matter. Because you've been programmed, right? You've been programmed. Look, I'm the one who went and looked for this job. I'm the one who got this car, and I'm the one who get up early in the morning to drive to work. I'm the one that has to pay these bills. I'm the one that has to do this. I am the one. I am my own person. This is my stuff. That's the way the world thinks, right? It's my stuff. But when you came into the kingdom... You're not just to submit part of your life to him. You are to submit your financial structure to him as well. In fact, if you don't, you really cannot be a true bona fide disciple of Jesus. Why? Jesus said this. You cannot serve God and mammon. You're going to love the one. You're going to hate the other. And God is always going to come to you if money got a hold of you to the point that you don't want to surrender that thing unto God. Jesus is going to put his finger right there and he ain't going to move it. And you will not move until you come to a place in your life where you say, Lord, be master over my money. Be master over all of it. However you want me to use it, however you want. God, I'm going to be a person that honors you with the book to honor you. Now, we, we got to start there. So, Psalm 24.1 says, the earth is the Lord's. Do y'all hear that? <laughs> I love this. This is some good stuff. The earth, but see, but I want you to look at it in context of, of what we're talking about, because it'll help you. The earth is the Lord's and all is fullness, right? So, you would think that that would be enough. The earth is the Lord and all is fullness. To me, it's Seem like it kind of captures everything. But he goes a step further because he knows we are hard of hearing. The world, (laughs) watch this, and those who dwell in it, even the heathen belongs to God. Everything belongs to God. He created the heavens and the earth. All things are held together by the word of his power. He is the Lord of glory. He is truly the king. There is no king beside King Jesus. He is the king. He is our master. Not Obama. Not Bush. Not Clinton. He is... The true king to which we must give an account. And I don't know about you, but you should fear the King Jesus more than you fear man. And, and, and some of us, we, we got it the other way around. <laughs> We're going to get you free. Amen. But he has founded it upon the seeds, and he has established it upon the waters. God says, I own all of it. The waters, you know there's more water than dirt, right? In the world, y'all know that, right? For those of you who are scientists, of, <laughs> he owns the bodies of waters, too. All of it. And guess what? This little thing in your pocket, see if I can get it. Call a wallet. That's his, too. Is it ain't yours, it's not yours. You understand that you we try to act like it's ours, but it's not ours, it's not, and sometimes we keep acting like it's ours, and that's why we handle it the wrong way. He says another verse, just so you can write these down: The silver is mine. This is a hey guy, 2:8. The silver is mine. And the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. <laughs> Deuteronomy eight 18, Y'all know this verse. And you shall remember that the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth. Did you hear that? Uh, you don't own a thing. Not really. uh-uh, no. You don't own a thing. It belongs to him. So then, if he's the owner of it, it seems to me that he have every right to have his funds directed the way that he want them directed. He has every right to instruct us on how to use his stuff because it's his stuff. Am I making sense? Is this too heavy for anybody? This is like landing on your heads. This is like, oh, God. This is because here's what we got to do. We, we, we got to change some mindsets that we have been accustomed to. See, we still bringing that worldly mentality. We've been saved, we're going to heaven, but we still living and acting like the world, but not surrendering. Listen, if we know that he is master, we gotta give an account. How many know that we ought to think a little bit different? It is not right, folks. Listen, it's not right that we can't pay our bills, that the bill collectors gotta track us down, that we're in debt over our heads and we are not free. How many know it's not right? Y'all, y'all ain't ready for me this morning. I can tell. You are not ready. It is not right. Write on your check. You have it written on your check. A scripture verse. Trust in the Lord with all that heart. Check, bounce. I mean, really? It's where we live, Right? So can't your God tell you how to handle your money? Is he like Lord over your money too? It's a sin for us to mishandle the things that God give us. And many people don't want to come to terms with that. And that's why we will stay where we are until we get a breakthrough. This is the beginning of a breakthrough. Here's what you are. You are a manager, a steward. A steward manages the resources of another. Right? You're not the owner, so if I'm not the owner, I'm simply a manager. And if you know that if you don't act right as the manager, the owner has the right and probably the responsibility to get rid of you, to fire you off of the job. Too many guys, people have been fired. Because he can't manage that stuff well. <laughs> How many of you know you want you want God to help us today? Look look at this verse, Luke chapter sixteen. How many of you know you're gonna give an account? Here's, here's what's gonna happen when you die. God is not just gonna suddenly just just not mention anything about your money. You know that right? He ain't gonna just leave that out for some of you serious Christians, and I believe that's most of you in here. In Luke 16, verses 1 and 2, he also said in th- uh, to his disciples, there was a certain rich man who had a steward, and an accusation was brought to him that this man was wasting his goods. So he called him and said to him, what is this I hear about you? How I mean you know God represents here the rich man? Why is he the rich man? Because he owns it all. <laughs> And the steward represents you and me. We are stewards over God's money. So the accusation was brought. And so he called him and said to him, What is this I hear about you? Give an account for your stewardship. In other words, answered up, What have you been doing with what I gave you? How have you been handling my money? How have you been doing with the things that I gave you? I may know that. We're going to have to give an account to God. Not just for an issue of giving or tithing. We're going to have to give an account to God for how we use our finances all together. Every aspect of it. God is going to ask and say, how have you been handling my stuff? How have you dealt with my stuff? My stuff. In Luke 16, 10, we're sitting in Luke. Bible says, he who is faithful with least is faithful with much. And who he is unjust with least is unjust with much. Now, I want you to hear that. So he says, he that is faithful with least. Let me take my glass off. Because I can't see your face. He who is faithful with least will be faithful with much. How I many know it will be unrighteous? Hear me. Y'all, y'all still listening? Say amen. It would be unrighteous for God. And how many know God loves us? But God's love for us means that God always gives us what's good and what's right for us, not what we think. How many of you got kids that scream and yell and they want what they want? But you, as a parent, know that this is not what they need. And so you know what's good for them. So if you're a good parent, you will let them cry their eyes out before you let them have their way. Oh, oh, hear me. I, I, there have been many times I had my, my boy, my oldest son. Where, where is he? He ain't in. My oldest boy, he would cry all night. I went to the doctor for him, cause cause his mama, that beautiful woman right there, when I would work midnight shift, she would let him sleep in the bed with her with her all the time because she nursed him. So I came home, daddy came home. Look, baby got to get out the bed. Daddy got I like room. Come on, man. Get him out of the bed. Boy will not get out. And, 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 you know, so we got counsel on the thing. And I said, and we tried to put him in the crib. He like, ah, yeah, yeah. And he cried. And he would cry. And, soon, and Peggy like, bing. And she popped right up. Go get him. And I wake up. There he is. So they said, what you got to do? You got you to let the baby cry. And so I remember the first night we did it, we tried to wean that boy. He cried all night long. All, I mean, all night. I was scared they would not call the cops. We had to close the window. We had to close the, I mean, because it was summertime, you know, and so they, they, you know, they could hear. I had to close the window because somebody going to call the cops on us. I said, yeah, I'm a cop. I'm scared somebody gonna call the cop on me. So, so, uh, long story short, he got delivered. <laughs> he got up out of my bed. <laughs> and from that moment on, not. Now one of them, I I know I got bad, not now one of them slept in my bed ever again. (laughs) You know, God will let you cry. But he's always going to give you what's good for you. But God is a God that cares about you, but he cares about you in a way that is really going to help you. It would be unrighteous for God to reward bad stewardship. He who is faithful with the least is faithful with much. Now, why would God just keep giving you more and more and more and more? Okay, let me, let me help y'all. There, how many ever knew about, heard about, read about millionaires, right? I heard Mike Tyson one time talk. He, he made like millions. How do you go from making $100 million of of revenue to filing bankruptcy? You can't eat. How does does an NFL football player make all those millions, and all of a sudden, they can't hardly make it? Let me tell you, it's a management problem. They don't know how to handle money. So, so some of us got a ghetto mentality when it comes to handling money. You know what ghetto mentality is when it comes to handling money? You just spend everything you get. And don't think about the future. Just spin, 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 spin. You get more money, spin, 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 spin. <laughs> so he said, he who is faithful with least is faithful to much. That's one of the reasons why you hear me all the time in the church. I say that even though we're a small church, we got to do things with excellence. Because if you're, not, if you're not faithful with this much, God will not enlarge our territory. I know that about God. God is a good owner. And God expects an investment on his return. Do you hear me? He said, I'll give you more when you will start acting like you want more by changing the way you handle my stuff. He who is faithful with least will be faithful with much. He who is unjust with least is unjust with much. So the businessman is saying, I'm not gonna give you. I'm not gonna give you more. I, I know, I, I know some, how many, you, how many of you, I don't wanna get, this, but you know what I mean? I mean, you, you, you've heard stuff, you heard the preacher say this, you had to. Pre- you've done some things and you really trust God, but yet you are still in bondage. You know why? Because God is trying to teach you something. It's about stewardship and he will never ever release us. Now, when we start acting right with what he got, when we start handling his money right, then God would open up the windows. When we start being a good steward with what he gave us and not mishandling and misusing, now we're in a position for God to move and open up the windows and pour out a blessing that there will be not room enough to receive. In Luke chapter 16, 11, says therefore if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon who will commit to you to your trust the true riches wow y- y'all see where he is how I mean, know jesus is shrewd in a good way y'all hear me he's a businessman he expects his people to be wise even in this parable in the unjust steward if you read the whole parable This guy was squandered. He had just totally just blew it. He didn't handle the Lord's money right, and he was shrewd in trying to make up for it. God did not approve of his unjust handling of the money, but he approved of his being shrewd, making the best out of a bad situation, being wise. Now, let's keep going. The treasure principle. Y'all still ready? Y'all still with me? All right, go to Matthew. It got quiet. I I thought I lost a couple of y'all. Y'all still love me? That's why, I, okay. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 6, verses 18 through 20. Y'all are there, say amen. Oh, wow, my goodness. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. Do you hear that? Amen. All right? He says, don't, don't do it. <laughs> Where a moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in to steal. How many know that just because they got ADT don't mean that they still won't break in your house? <laughs> just because you got a security system don't mean they ain't going to try to steal from you. I had people come right up in my driveway and take stuff. Me and my wife be trying to figure out where our license place is at. Somebody come and take the little stickers off our license place. <laughs> thieves among us, amen? amen. All over the place. But here's the thing. Why did Jesus say, do not stir up for yourselves treasures on earth? Why would he say that? Are, are he saying, is he saying that because the treasures are bad? You know why he's saying it? I'm gonna give y'all a revelation. This is deep. Boy, this is the deepest thing you'll ever hear ever from the pulpit. Here's the deep revelation. You ready? You know why Jesus said? Don't lay up for yourself treasures on earth. You know why he said it? Y'all ready for this deep revelation? it flies away. It don't last. Did y'all hear that? It don't last. It don't last. In fact, Proverbs, write this verse down. Proverbs 23.5 says this. Will you set your eyes on that which is not? For riches certainly make themselves wings. (laughs) They fly away like an eagle to heaven. In fact, next time you buy your nice car, your nice house, I want you to put your wings on it. I'm sorry, Brother Walter. I know you just brought a new car. but (laughs) Nice truck, by the way. But, you know, one day we're going to look up. Ain't going to be no more. Your house got wings. (laughs) It's going bye-bye. All this stuff that you work hard for, all this. It's going bye-bye. It don't last. How many of you invest in the stock market? Y'all, nobody invests in stock market? You got one person? All right, so, y- so y'all know about insider trading, right? You know it's illegal, insider trading, you know, insider trading. You know, Jesus, they have these these people called market timers. For some of you who know finance, you know what I'm talking about. And, and they're really investment experts, and they basically try to predict what's the best place to put your money, you know? They try to predict how the market is gonna go, and all of that. So a a good investor will tell you (laughs) uh, when to move your money and uh, when to keep it someplace based on the conditions of the market. How many know that we got some insider trader information? We got a good insider trader tip. We got a good inside, we got some inside information. You got a tip. How many of you know that there is coming a day and time where there's going to be an upheaval in the earth and all the earth and all and everything in it is going to burn up? Do you hear me? There's coming a time when there's going to be this, this cataclysmic event that's going to happen. And what Jesus is coming to, he's giving us inside information. Look, I'm telling you, don't, don't. Don't store up your treasures on the earth. You know why? Because there's coming this big event, and it's me. And I'm going to destroy everything, and I'm going to tell you where you need to put your treasure at. You need to put your heaven, your treasure in heaven. You need, how many know if there's a good investor, you want the investor to tell you where to put your stuff at? And, and and Jesus saying, I will listen. He said, if you put your treasure in me, then I will guarantee and secure what you got. FDIC, Father Deposit Insurance Company, not Federal Deposit Insurance Company. I said Father Deposit Insurance Company, FDIC, one hundred percent secure. Y'all hear me? You got some inside the news, so. It'll be real stupid, right? If you know all of this stuff and you will still put your treasure in the earth. That this earth and these things that many of us, you know, that, 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 that video we had there, that, you know, that, all that stuff, all that stuff. Here's the thing here's the thing. There are things that we need to do, no question about that. I understand that. But you know, if you are really living like heaven is your home, there's a difference. When you really live like heaven is your home, it changes the way that you look at life. It affects, in fact, every aspect of your life. It affects. This is just an introduction to the series, by the way. So I'm trying to contain myself. John D. Rockefeller. How many of you ever heard of John D. Rockefeller? One of the wealthiest men that ever walked the earth. Somebody asked his accountant, say, hey. Hey. How much did John D. leave behind? And uh, his accountant said, all of it. (laughs) Some of y'all are still trying to get that. All of it. You're going to leave all of it behind. The only thing that's really going to last is what you do for Jesus and how you use your money to build the things for eternity that's why the people of god ought to be really excited about giving because you're investing in eternity watch this he says where your treasure is there's your heart going to be also where is your treasure where's your treasure You know, your treasure, your heart follows your treasure, whatever you treasure. You say, Pastor, I love Jesus. I, I love him. But, but you, you understand that Jesus said this for you lovers of Jesus. He says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. How you know love is more than an emotion, ladies? Y'all just said really, amen. At that point, don't just tell me you love me. Don't just tell me that you, I don't want you to hear that. Love is demonstrated. You got to demonstrate that you really believe that you really surrendered every aspect of your life to Jesus including your money because if you have not done that if that makes you uneasy that's because you got saved and you left your wallet behind it's still in hell it's still burning go get your wallet and bring it under subjection to Jesus because here's the problem if you don't we will continue to struggle and we will continue look walk around watch this looking for quick gimmicks get rich quick schemes and i'm praying to god that he don't let you ever hit the lottery that's right i said it some of you in lottery hunting i pray to god that you don't hit the lottery because it's an affront to stewardship it's a lazy way to get rich that's not the kingdom of god god ordained hard work and good stewardship that's why you don't gamble Uh, oh i just stepped on some toes some folk got mad at me but that's all right. I saw that boy. It's like, woof. woof. I'm coming right back at you. <laughs> here's, here's, here's the reality of it. If you really want to be free with this stuff, begin to understand that I'm going to have to think about this thing a whole new way. Some of us going to have to go home and make some tough decisions. By the time we get done with this series, some of us are gonna have to make some tough decisions because you can't never be free until you make some decisions to change some things. We can try to wish it away. I've been walking with the Lord for 20 some years. I've heard, I've heard it all. I've heard it all. I've seen ladies give up their life savings and preachers on TV say, look, send in your life saving, we'll send you some oil and some sand. And, and, and god will just bless listen god will bless you because he loves you and god god is gracious amen he is gracious god does understand that we're stupid sometimes <laughs> he does i'm just being honest I'm, I'm not listen that i'm stupid so whenever i get offended i'm calling myself stupid pastor called me stupid day never come to church okay i'm stupid i'm talking about me because y'all are not you all know i don't mean it that way but but sometimes we make dumb decisions and God is merciful. And he's patient with us. He's like, okay, my kid. If we can say, God, just give me, give me more, give me more. How many of you will just keep giving your kids money and stuff when you know that they're squandering it? They're just wasting it on wasteful living and debauchery. Would you just keep just giving them more? Would you just say, no, no, you need to figure out how to do this right. Here's what you do with your money. Here's how you handle your money. You're not just going to keep. Giving, giving, giving. You want to, why would we expect God to do that? Where do we get that thinking from? How I mean, you know the devil is a liar? You know, the devil has been tricking the church for years. And people of the world look at the church sometime and laugh at us because they think that we don't have any sense. They think that we just run around, just run up debt and just can't pay bills and do all this different stuff and just act crazy like everything. Else and just think that it's just going to happen. Good businessmen and people that own stuff, they utilize good principles and most of the time it's good biblical principles and they don't even know it. But how many know that we're in the know, right? Amen. So we ought to know better. We ought to know better. We ought to know better. Look at Matthew chapter 19. It's a rich young ruler and then we're going to have to stop this, this message and we had to pick it up next week. The rich young ruler you know, isn't it amazing how Jesus kind of just cut to the point? You know, one of the reasons, one of the ways you know when Jesus show up, uh, he just show up. <laughs> it ain't too pretty sometimes. He just hits you right where you're at. You start snotting, start crying. You didn't even, you didn't even plan to cry. You, you try to be dignified. He just hit you. He just show up. And you know, and Jesus have a way of showing up unannounced. He have a way of just showing up. Rich young ruler. I, I, I kind of feel bad for this guy because I see us in him. He meant well. Do y'all see the sincerity? Here's a man who comes to Jesus. He really meant well. He says, Jesus, look. He says, look, what should I do? I want to be right. How many of you say that? I want to go to heaven. How many of you say want. What shall I do? I, I want to be right. And hey, Jesus just reason a litany of stuff. But how me you know Jesus was setting them up because y'all already knew where he was? Y'all know that, right? You know Jesus already know where you are. He knew where you were before you came here. He knew where you are now. So the rich young ruler, he's there. You, you know the story. We read it earlier. So he comes and he says, good teacher, tell me what I need to do. Jesus telling him you need to honor your mother and father, keep the commandments, and don't steal and all this stuff. And he says, man, I... I've done all that from the time that I was a teeter tot. <laughs> For the time I was a little kid, I've done all those things. But Jesus said, but there's one thing you lack. What's that? Go sell everything you got. Everything. Give it to the poor. Come and follow me. <laughs> The Bible says he walked away. He says, can't do that. You know who his God was? That money. Money was his God. The Bible says he walked away with tears. You know why he walked away with tears? Because he ain't trying to do all that stuff. I ain't trying to give my money away to the poor why would I want to do something I work hard for my money really you hear that I work hard for my money see the rich young ruler was thinking that it was his money and Jesus went right to where he was he needed to dethrone that idol that God which was his resource because he had a lot he had a lot he didn't want to give it up but you know what I find out as I keep living? That most of the people of God have very little and we've your on that. <laughs> we ain't trying and we know all this stuff. You know, here's, here's what I know. And we're going to be giving some principles as within a few weeks as we go on. But let, let me let me explain something to you. I know your heart. Most people It's not that they don't love God, that they don't want to give. You know, fear sometimes is a big thing, right? Whosoever is not of faith is what? Fear. And some of us are scared. I'm closing. Some of us are scared. The pastor, if I really begin to trust God and begin to try to bring my financial structure under his authority, I don't know if God's going to meet my needs. I, I don't really know if I can trust him you know what I said earlier about discipleship this is a discipleship message you can't be a disciple until we give up everything we move you see we got a Jesus said it cost you your life remember I said salvation is free but discipleship will cost you everything discipleship will cost you everything so then some of us like we said earlier we got to turn that ship around mm mm-hmm. And some of has got some big ships, boy. <laughs> <laughs> because because you're in bondage. If you're honest, you're in bondage. You you we we are but you, you're so overspent that we can't even. Do what God wants us to do. Talk about kingdom priority, man. I can't do kingdom priority, man. I'm just trying to survive. That's because we have to restructure our whole financial mindset so that we can prioritize the kingdom. So what you start doing is you start making decisions now to turn to turn the ship around. You got to start someplace. You have to start someplace, but you have to begin the process of saying. That, God, I'm going to start operating according to your principles, and my money is your money. And, God, let me tell you something. There's no greater joy than being able. How many you know what I'm talking about? When, when, when somebody have a need that you can step up and you can meet it, you're blessed. You ain't sitting back saying, oh, God. I mean, it's a joy of that. Everybody ought to be able to experience that joy. Jesus says it's more blessed to give than to receive. How many of you believe that? If you don't know it, it's because you really haven't done it yet. So what I just said to you this morning is an introduction. So we have to get our mindset right. Number one, it all belonged to God. So get that into your soul. Number two, you're going to have to give an account for how you use his money. Number three, we're going to have to make some decisions. And we need to change the way that we think about money and bring that under the submission of God. Not just tell people, not just your, 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 your life in terms of sin and all that. That's, that's true, all of that. We, we need to submit to God, but also every aspect. And here's why, and I'm done. Here's why. Because if you're really honest today, there's a scripture in the Bible that says money answers all things. Here's the thing. Money affects everything of your life, your emotions, your spirit. You're happy, you're sad, you're unhappy, you're depressed, you're stressed, all of it because of money. Isn't that no wonder the devil don't want the church to talk about it? Don't you think it's a reason why the devil wants you to get mad every time the preacher says something about giving? Because he wants to keep you in bondage. But we're (coughs) loosening the chains. loosening the chains. We're going to set you, we're going to give you principles. I'm not not just going to stand up here and ask you to give. We're going to give you principles that's going to help to set you free. That's where the freedom is going to come. No gimmicks. I mean Pastor Baylor don't do gimmicks. I'm not a gimmick preacher. I'm pra- Jesus is a practitioner. He's a, you read the word, and that's how that's my spirit. I'm a practitioner. How does this thing works? Here's what I understand about Jesus. If you utilize his principles, it'll work for you. If you go against his principles, God's principles are universal. You could take a heathen if he if he utilized God's principles right, he will prosper because it's a principle of the kingdom. That's a whole other message. I can't even go there, but. Ah, every head is bowed. Your eyes closed. I'll keep going. Now, I want you. First of all, why your head is still bowed? Because here's here's what I know is going to happen. Some of you are already tempted to say that I'm going to probably miss the next week or two until a Pastor get over this thing on stewardship. If that's that's what you're hearing right now, then you know it's demonic, it's not of God. So you need to right now just deny that, rebuke that and say, no, 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 I need this. I, I need to do this. I need to learn what a good steward is so that I can truly experience the freedom that God wants me to have. And then there are others who are here this morning. You know, you heard some stuff today that just meets you right where you are. I wonder if there's anyone here today that would say, Pastor, I am am in over my head. I'm in debt, and largely not because I lost a job or some catastrophic event happened, but because I've been a, a bad steward. I brought a car that I could not afford, which it doesn't enable me to be able to give. I brought a house I cannot afford. I brought a TV I cannot afford. I brought stuff that I cannot afford and it got me to a point where I'm well overspent. I keep running up every credit card that I get and they keep coming in the mail. And you realize that you've been in this rat race. You've been in this cycle. And you realize today, if you just heard this message, I'm turning this thing around. I wanna give you a chance to come to the altar. If that's you this morning, you're saying, Pastor, and listen, this is not, we're not gonna ask you any questions. I'm not doing that. Coming to the altar is symbolic that you're receiving the word of God and you intend on making some changes. If that's you this morning, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're the sound. I don't care if you're the ushers. I don't care if you're the praise team. I don't care who you are, the children's minister. Whoever you are, if you heard something this morning, the Holy Spirit spoke to you that you need you, you know in your heart that you need to do some things differently, then I want you to come up to the front. Just come on. Don't think about it. Don't look around and see who's coming. If the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, get up. He loves you. He loves you. I know He's speaking to more people than this. I know that for a fact. Y'all better get up out of that chair and come up here. I'm just calling it out. I know. I know better than this. I know better. I know better. If you know that you are in over your head because of poor decision-making, you extended yourself too much, come on up. Come on up front. If you can't even give God 10% of your money because of your financial situation, you need to get up here right now. Is there one? I can't even give God 10% one. God is patient. By coming up front, we're acknowledging that we're going to make some changes. That we're going to get our debt under control. That God is going to cancel the debt, but God is going to cancel the debt through good principles, through obeying his word. That's how he's going to cancel the debt. God's going to counsel you that. That we're going to show God that we're serious by making some changes. And when we show God that we're serious by making some changes, then God will bless. Then God will bless. Now, I I I I want you guys to look up. First of all, I want to say this. You're making a decision today to think differently about your money, your resources. And God honors faithfulness. So every time you acknowledge to God where there's a problem, where there's an issue, you come in agreement with him and you're wanting to make a change, God hears that. And not only is he gonna give you the grace to do it, but he's gonna help you in the process. I know in my spirit, there should have been some other folks that came up here, but they didn't come. Because we wanna take off the facade. I'm the pastor of the church. I know what comes in here. And I know what the income level is. And I know we're falling way short. A lot of folk are not up here and they should be up here. If they're not, then it's because they're not faithfully giving. But you want to make a decision this morning. We're going to make a decision. If you're sincere and I believe you are, begin to hear what God is saying and begin to make some changes. Go home. In you know that little notepad they just had up there? just write down some stuff, write down where you're at and figure out a plan of how you're going to get out and then offer that to God. Offer it to God and then walk in it. Some of this stuff is going to be tough, but God will bless you. He blesses stewardship. Do you hear me? He blesses stewardship. He's going to bless you. Now lift your hands to the Lord as a show of surrender. Father God, repeat after me, Father. Nice and loud. Listen, if you're up here, you need to speak loud so, so heaven so the, so the devil can get up off your back. Faith come by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Don't let the enemy silence you. This is your chance to get breakthrough. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I receive your word. I'm turning this ship around. I commit to be faithful in how I handle your money. It's your money. Use me, Lord. Take my resources. Lord, over my resources. I'm not walking in fear. I'm walking in faith. I will be delivered because I utilize the principles of your word, and then you're going to set me free. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Come on, church, give God a praise for that. Y'all may be seated. Now, now listen. We never close the service without giving everybody an opportunity. This is a stewardship message this morning. And, and if you're here this morning, and perhaps none of this really made much sense to you. Because you haven't started at the beginning. That's just giving your life to Jesus. I want every head bowed and every eye closed. I want the saints praying right now. Jesus. Will you please move by your Holy Spirit right now? Right now. There are some people that are sitting here right now, Jesus. They don't know you as Savior, Lord. They don't really know you. They've been going through the motions, but they haven't surrendered their life yet. They are still being led by the dictates of their flesh and worldly motives and appetites. God, in the name of Jesus, I pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you would convict the person that has not turn their life over to you. Convict them with love. It is the loving kindness of God that draws us to repentance. I am here today. I'm saved, Jesus, because you showed me favor and loving kindness. You opened my eyes. Uh, Jesus, I pray that if anyone under the sound of my voice right now, if they don't know you, Lord, if they don't know this wonderful love, this great grace, God, will you please show them right now? Show them right now, Jesus, the depth, the width, and the height of your love that they may experience you to the full. If you're here this morning and you say, Pastor, I'm not safe. I'm scared. I don't know if I die today. I have no idea where I'm going to go. If you're here this morning and you're not even sure that you're safe and you don't even know, but you say, Pastor, I'm ready to make a change. If there's one, just slip your hand up. I want to pray with you. Come on, is there one? Jesus, he wants everybody to know. Is there one to say, I'm not saved. I'm ready to go all the way with Jesus. You know your heart. Look down into your heart. You know if you're right with him. You know if you're right with him. Is there one who would say, I need to give my life to Jesus today? I need to stop playing church. I need to stop going through the motions. I got to get real. Is there one? Is there one? Is there one? Hallelujah. 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 Honoring, I want you and your, your husband to come up. Help him come up your please. My understanding is that you lost, he lost a brother. Or, and, okay. Hallelujah. Mm, mm, mm,
1: mm.
0: Saints, pray with me. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would strengthen this man from the top of his head to the sole of his feet. Father, I pray that you would touch his body, touch his soul, touch his spirit. I pray, God, that you would give him a heart of iron and steel, God, that he would be passionate, that he, Father, will not lose his way, that his faith will remain strong in the midst of adversity. God, that you would cover him by your grace. Strengthen him in the name of Jesus. Let him see the glory of the Lord manifest in his life. Jesus, lift him up right now. Lord, blind him with your goodness. Blind him with your favor. him with your faithfulness oh God God open his eyes to the wealth of your love God comfort and strengthen my brother strengthen my brother love him God and put your arms of grace around him God and let him know father God that had he been the only person on the planet that you would have came and died on Calvary's cross just for him that's the kind of love Touch him right now, Jesus. Let the joy of the Lord, the peace of God, rule in his heart right now, right now, God. And fix everything that is broken in the name of Jesus, God. Because you're faithful, and I thank you for working in his life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Is anybody needing a special prayer for anything? I just feel the need to pray. I just want to pray. Anybody needing a special prayer for anything? I just want to open the floor before we close. And anybody need any, any prayer for anything? Hallelujah! 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 Anybody? Anybody? Mm, hallelujah! Hallelujah! Come on, stand to your feet and give God praise while you're standing. Come on, give God praise. Did you get help today? God is going to do some amazing things in this church because you're great people you're great people he loves you a great deal he loves you enough to send a guy like me that grew up in the country that lost his way had no idea where I was going to end up (laughs) he brought me out of the dung heap from a family of abuse and alcohol and immorality and saved me and lifted me up and set me in this place to tell you about his goodness. He is good and his mercy endures forever. You receive this word this morning. You're going to be blessed. I prayed this morning. I asked the team to pray that God will open your hearts. He opened your hearts. He opened your hearts to receive Because Satan don't want you to see what God has in store for them who love him. That's what this is about. Full capacity, the fullness of everything that God has. The ship is beginning to turn. I sense it. I sense it. God is beginning. Some of you all right now, you're thinking, I got to turn this thing around. Good. Turn it. Turn it. Because when you turn the ship around, you're going to go in some great places. Have you ever been on a cruise? Have <laughs> been in some great ports? God got some great places for you. Sometimes it's, worried, it's hard, but it's good. It's good. Amen. Amen. I want to ask my wife to come up, and I'm going to have her close us in prayer. Come on, give her a hand as she comes. She wasn't expecting that.
1: Go for it. Dear Heavenly Father we thank you for that word today Lord we thank you Lord that everything Father God on this earth is yours Father God in the fullness thereof Lord we pray Father God that we will take this word and not just leave it here but we'll take this word out with us throughout the week Lord And we will use it we will apply it Father God we will not be in bondage Father God no longer will your people be in bondage to the things of this world Lord we thank you, Father God. We are King's kids, Father God. Everything that's yours is ours, Father God. We share in part of that inheritance, Lord. Father God, bless, Father God, everyone that's here today, Lord. Bless your word, Father God, as it goes forth, Father God, as we not only learn your word, Father God, and your principles, but we teach it to our kids, and they'll teach it to their kids, Father God, and generation from generation, Father God, will be set free in the name of Jesus, Father God. We thank you for your word today, Lord. We thank you for your messenger, Father God. Bless us, Father, and keep us, Father God, until we meet again, Lord. May you go with us, may you your hand be upon us father god and all that we do say and think and we will give you all glory all honor that's due do your name in jesus name we pray amen amen, amen. Your hands. god bless you see you next week glory to the Lord.